This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... So I would ask, when, when do I begin to talk to my kids about the reality and dangers of pornography? Uh, if, if you lived in an area that was infested by poisonous snakes, um, at what point in your child's life would you talk to them about those snakes and the danger of them before you let them play outside? Would you wait till they were 16? Would you wait till they were 18? Or as soon as they were able to be bitten, would you help them understand what it was, why it was, why it's dangerous, what what it would do to you? Thanks for listening to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name is Brandon, and I'll be having a conversation with Pastor Christian about his recent message from our series, Address the Mess. In our podcast today, we'll be talking about a sensitive topic of pornography and the mess that it creates in lives. So just a note, I'd encourage you to practice good judgment today as you listen to the podcast. If you're listening in your car and you're on your way to drop off your kids at school, or if you're on your way to soccer practice, it might be a good idea just to hit pause and listen a little bit later. On the other hand, you may find that today's conversation will be helpful as you open up a dialogue with your children on this topic. So my encouragement to you would be to listen first and then use your best judgment. So Pastor Christian, thank you um, for your message this Sunday. Thank you for the courage to address this topic in church. Um, I can imagine maybe someone's thinking right now, why is the church even more a pastor talking about the topic of pornography? How would you respond to that? So, so I could spend the entire podcast answering this question. I'll try not to because we'll... Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to a lot of these statements later, um, but why is a why is a church, uh, why is a pastor, why is a person, are we addressing the topic of pornography personally? Uh, because I've seen it be a hindrance in my life spiritually. Uh, I've seen it be a headache uh, in the early years of our marriage um, spiritually. Uh, as a pastor, I have not counseled one married couple in 20 years who's had a good, um, loving intimate uh, experience with each other that involves pornography. It's always been something that's very, very dangerous. Uh, as a youth pastor and a pastor, I've never met with a parent who's had a good experience uh, with their kids uh, as it relates to pornography. Uh, and then as a pastor who preaches God's word, Second Peter chapter 2, verse 14 says, there will be a wicked generation at the end of time who is described as having eyes full of adultery. And because of that, they can't stop sinning. All they see all the time is illicit sex, eyes filled with adultery. It's the picture of uh, a, a television with a, a DVD um, or, you know, a show streaming that is just all sex all the time. Peter said that is the eyes of the end times generation. I would say that's the eyes of the world that we live in. So for all of those reasons, um, we are addressing this topic and maybe most importantly, we're addressing this topic for parents who have children under the age of six or seven, because they may be the only ones who can avoid the crisis rather than trying to manage or address it. Uh, so, so maybe it's most important for for parents of, of people who have children who aren't in school yet so they can get ahead of the issue. Well, Pastor Christian, I've heard you address the dangers of pornography as a student pastor and as a lead pastor. 
Um, you've seen the mess, as you just mentioned, as it's played out in the lives of students and adults. But this is something that's personal for you as well. Would you would you mind sharing a little bit about your story and, and how you've had to address this mess in your own life? Yeah, I will. My gosh, it's 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 so embarrassing um, and humbling to share. Like I, I said in my message Sunday when I heard Pastor Ryan in week one and he was phenomenal. And you guys on the podcast last week were phenomenal. Thank you for all the work that you put into getting that message ready and getting the podcast ready. It it was just great. But when I heard Pastor Ryan, um, and he started crying as he talked about his struggle with alcohol, here's the first thought that hit my mind. As I'm listening to that, driving down the road, I've got a coaching appointment with Jimmy Dodd early last week, uh, and I'm listening to Ryan's message on the way there, and I hear Ryan start talking about his struggle with alcohol. My first thought was, I wish I would have struggled with alcohol rather than pornography. For some reason, there's just a different amount of shame um, because like you got to you got to be a pervert to struggle with pornography. At least that's what the devil had convinced me of when I when I talked uh, to our church about Danielle and I in the early years of our marriage. Danielle and I had been married two weeks um, when she saw that I had been looking at pornography online. And I was I was not someone who grew up addicted to pornography. I wasn't someone who grew up uh, with a lot of pornography around. I had a friend in fourth grade walking home from school, uh, who I went to hang out with, who, who had an older brother who looked at pornography in fourth grade. I looked at, you know, my first playboy magazine, um, which is about statistically correct, right? The first glance at pornography for most average age is 10. Um, most therapists think it's closer to eight as early as six first glance at pornography. I, like I was nine. Um, you know, later in elementary school in sixth grade, he gave me one of his his brother's Playboys that I kept under my bed uh, while I was like in junior high and, and high school. I found it so funny last week. You know, Pastor Ryan in his message kept saying, you know, you cram your mess under, under the bed. And I thought, yeah. how did he know? You know, it's like <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't told anybody that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I had to like like many teenage boys I had this one. Playboy magazine that I would keep under um, my bed. Didn't look at it often, but every time I did, I knew I was wrong. Every time I did, I felt ashamed. Every time I did, I felt dirty. Every time I went to youth camp or Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp or uh, a revival and I went forward to the altar, I just pledged to never again, like never, ever again. And, and, and I just could, I could not address the mess fully because I hadn't told anybody but God. So I didn't have anyone to help me. And then I get to college, Danielle and I buy our first ever home computers. We don't have to go to the computer lab anymore because we were married. Uh, and one of my teammates sent me an email that had a link to pornography. And in those days, you open one and like 50 screens popped up. I didn't even know how to delete them all. I didn't really know how to work a computer. So I turned the monitor off to go to football practice, and, but left the computer on. So Danielle comes home, turns the monitor on, and there's all this pornography on the screen. I got lucky because I grew up before the days of internet pornography, so I didn't have a lot of access to it. But it was something that Danielle and I had to address in our marriage. It's like, you can't do this. And I didn't want to do that. Um, but I had the opportunity to to get an accountability partner, to get a mentor, um, and, to, and to really figure out how to address this mess of pornography as a man in the internet age. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. The last time I discussed this at our church was years ago. Um, and I got several emails um, from people who left the church immediately, you know, because they, um, they couldn't go to a church where a pastor was addicted to pornography. They couldn't go to church where a pastor was a pervert. Um, 
Like it's it's it's, it's embarrassing. And and for for some people that that may may be a deal breaker. Um, so I, you know I sometimes think I wish I had a drug or an alcohol problem in my teens instead of looking at pornography. But I didn't. Um, that's my story. That's that's how life lined up for me. And I learned how to address it early. But I saw even I mean even in a very short snippet of marriage, the pain and separation and mis- broken trust that it can cause. Uh, and I just thought this, this is something, this is something that's gotta, it's gotta be addressed. We gotta, we gotta help people. Um, because it, it is destroying lives. Satan has taken a very natural instinct of man, a beautiful instinct between men and women. And he has corrupted it to create chaos and broken trust and, and broken lives. Uh, and, and it's something we need to address because Brandon, we are, uh, we're, we're dealing with a generation of people now who've been raised, um, not with a Playboy magazine under their bed, but but with a pornography library in their pocket you know, on their smartphone. So so, so we got to address it. If not for us, then for our children who have been raised on internet connected devices since they were two or three. Well, Pastor Christian, I appreciate and admire that you would share your your story with us, mostly because, like you mentioned, it is deeply impactful. It's deeply painful for many people's lives. So thank you for your courage to share that. Um, Pastor Christian, you stated that pornography is a crisis to avoid. Um, one of the startling statistics that you mentioned, that one that that caught my eyes as a father of a daughter, is this. Our daughters have a 90% chance of marrying someone engaged engaged currently in pornography. What would you say to the person or a young person or adult who believes that this is just my personal mess and I, it really doesn't impact the lives of others? Yeah. So what I said is those of us with daughters under 30 who are single um, have a 90% chance of seeing them marry someone who at some point in their life has been engaged uh, with pornography. I mean, those those are just the statistics. Um, so we, we have already, and every, every father of a teenage daughter should, we've already started talking to Casey. Casey, probably every guy you're ever going to date, um, has, has been engaged with and distracted by and views, um, women through the, through the lens of pornography. So you need to be aware of that. You need to understand it. You need to know how it works. I mean, you need to know how to, you need to know how to help. Um, when, when somebody has, uh, an issue, um, for people who are looking at pornography and they're believing it's just a personal mess and doesn't really impact the lives of others. Um, I would ask you, if you're a Christian, I would ask you, do you really believe that? Is that what the, is that what the Holy Spirit is really telling you? Now, if you're not a Christian, then, then you've not chosen to follow Jesus. You've not chosen to follow the commands of scripture. So, I mean, we, we don't have any authority in this area, in any area of your life. But if you're a Christian who says, I want to follow Jesus and I want to follow Jesus well, the Holy Spirit is telling your spirit every time you see this that, um, by, by participating in it, um, you know, you're, you're participating, um, you know, in, in impacting the people on the screen negatively on impacting future people who are going to be on the screen negatively. Um, you're impacting certainly your future marriage. You're impacting your future ability to really enjoy intimacy with your husband or your wife because you're creating pictures and scenarios and drawing collusions, uh, conclusions. You're shaping your soul um, to, to see sex as something that is totally counterfeit. And when you try to spend, if if you had a million dollars of counterfeit money and you tried to spend it on something that you wanted to enjoy more than anything in life, 
and it didn't work, that would be hugely disappointing. And when you have a counterfeit view of sexual intimacy, doesn't matter how much you desire to spend it, it it's no it's of no value to you later in your life when when you get married. Um, so yeah, t- today just your personal mess doesn't impact anybody, perhaps. But down the road, it's 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 going to cause you a lot of heartache, a lot of trouble. Um, again, it, it will lead to broken trust, um, you know, and, and it will it will break your eyes yeah. with eyes full of adultery. You can't stop sinning. You become experts in greed. Um, you look at for for men and women who I've talked to who have who have had serious addictions to pornography. They cannot look at any person without sexual context, their eyes are broken. Every man that passes on the street, every woman that passes on the street, every conversation they ever have, they, they become experts in greed. They, they look at everyone through the lens of what I could do or how, how, how I would do things sexually, even, even though it's not mine, experts in greed. Here's how I, here's how I would take that. Um, because my eyes are full of adultery and I can't, and I can't stop sinning. Um, so I would say might feel like a personal mess today. I promise you it's a much bigger mess later in your life. You've already started answering this question, Pastor Christian, but you mentioned that you talk to your daughter Casey about this frequently. Um, you both ask and answer a question that many parents are asking in your message. Uh, the question was, when do I begin to talk to my kids about the reality and dangers of pornography? Your answer was, as soon as they have access to the Internet, even before they even have a phone. So practically speaking, can you talk to us a little bit of how, about how you talk to Casey? How do you talk to your kids? How do we as parents begin talking about the dangers of pornography? Yeah. So great question, right? So I would ask, when, when do I begin to talk to my kids about the reality and dangers of pornography? Uh, if if you lived in an area that was infested by poisonous snakes, um, at what point in your child's life would you talk to them about those snakes and the danger of them before you let them play outside? Right. Would you wait till they were 16? Would Definitely you wait till they were 18? As early as or possible. Or as soon as they were able to be bitten? Would you help them understand what it was, why it was, why it's dangerous, what what it would do to you? Um, so you you know you phrase your question um, as soon as they have access to the internet, even before they have a phone. I would say especially before they have a phone, like they can't have a phone. And here's here's what they need to understand: how how do we talk to Casey about this? We talked to her about God's design for her life. Um, in the beginning, God created Adam and he created Eve. He created nudity. He created sex. He created intimacy. He created oneness. He created romance. God created all of those things. And the devil came along and because he could not recreate them, he corrupted them. Uh, and the corruption of this area in your life, God's greatest design for your life. Um, you know, Casey, God has designed you to see one man, um, in his birthday suit and for you to think that is the picture of what a of what a man in his birthday suit looks like, your husband, um, to my son Christian, Christian, God has created you to see one woman naked in your entire life. You know, I, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We talked about Mark Driscoll's hermeneutic um, on this that every person should think beauty is the person they're married to, because it's the only person they've ever seen. You know, it's like what what is the picture of beauty? It's my wife, but she's the only one I've ever seen. There's absolutely nothing to compare it to. Like that's God's standard. So we help Casey understand, listen, we, we can't control the eyes of who you're going to marry. We're going to have to trust God to redeem 
and restore beauty in the eye of a beholder if you marry someone who struggled with pornography. And we're anticipating that you will living in the generation that you live in. However, for you, if you will begin to protect your eyes now for this reason, uh, here will be the positives of that. We started talking uh, to Casey about that. Danielle, I think before she was even a teenager at 11 or 12, did kind of a, a weekend away with Casey. I know Abby and Demi, I think, have done mm-hmm. something similar. Yes. Um, you know, where, where, you, where you just go and basically say, here's God's design for life. Here's God's design for marriage. Here's God's design for sex. Here's how all of this works. Here's God's design for dating. Um, and, and here are... Here are the allures of that. You know, for for my son, um, we talk about on social media. We talk about the back of the bus. We talk about his teammates. Most kids, good kids in a church in middle school, aren't looking at pornographic sites. They're sitting with someone on a bus who is, and they're saying, look at my phone. They're sitting in the dugout with somebody, you know, between games of a doubleheader, and they're saying, look at my phone. They're they're spending the night with somebody who's another good kid, um, but who's saying, you know, look what I found on on my phone. Um, Just like a little kid wandering in the backyard that has poisonous steaks, they need to know, um, hey, when you see one, run the other way. Um, Not, here's how you never see a snake in the backyard, but here's where they are. Here's where they're probably going to pop up. Here's how you, here's how you're going to be confronted with it, um, and when you do run the other way, um, here's also some of the times you may be tempted personally when you're alone in your bedroom, when when you're just surfing the internet, when you know all, all of these areas, the resources that we've given, uh, every man's battle, every young man's battle, every woman's battle, every young woman's battle. Those are the very very best. If you really want the how to, what exactly should I do? Go read those books. Because those say so much more in so much more detail than I can say. But that those are the ways to begin to address and discuss those things. Uh, but for my young kids, I would just say, here's what God's created for your future. Here's how Satan has tried to corrupt that, and he's going to use this device that you're on or this device in the hands of your friends. So here's, here's what you're going to see. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of people out there because we are all broken people living in a broken world. Here's here's what you're going to see. This is a, a big part of the world. And when you see that, run the other way. It's dangerous. Yes. When you see it, run the other way. It's dangerous. Tell me about it, and we'll, and we'll, we'll figure out how to help. Uh, and then even on some of the resources listed on our sermon notes this week, uh, some of those websites, triplexchurch.com, the Covenant Eyes resources, um, the Fight the New Drug, even the filters you can get for your young children. Um, for your phones and your tablets and your computers are, are super, super useful uh, at young ages. Kids just wondering to, to protect them uh, well, more, more than to spy on them, really to protect them with, with your super young kids. I'll, uh, I'll add those resources to our description today for the podcast okay. so it's accessible to everybody who listens because that was very, very helpful. A um, couple last questions, Pastor Christian, as we wrap up today. God established a standard to uphold. You talked about that standard um, just a little bit. Nudity and sex were both intended to be um, observed and enjoyed within the boundaries of marriage. Can I just ask, is this a standard even possible in our culture today? I think it's one we got to aim for, Brandon. Um, I I wish it was a standard that I had kept. Uh, You know, I'll be married 20 years this summer. It was not. It was a standard that my wife kept. So it was possible for somebody in in 1999. Um, so I, I think it, it's a, it's a difficult standard for people who have kids right now over the age of 10, who've never done anything about this. 
um, I don't want to say it's it's too late, but but you've been swimming in the deep end longer than you thought. Is it possible for parents with kids under the age of ten who are just beginning this journey? Absolutely, it is. Um, but it but it's got to be a goal. It's got to be a it's got to be an aim. It's got it's got to be your standard. You see, part of the spiritual journey is changing our standards so they match God's standards. Um, and when we hear about a standard that we don't have but God does, it's our job to adjust. So is it possible? It's difficult. Um, but God, he wouldn't give it to us if he didn't want us walking towards it and if he wouldn't reward our efforts in it. And and Paul told the church at Corinth, listen, no temptation has seized us, which is common to man. And God is faithful. He'll provide a way out if you keep walking towards him. So I, I think we embrace the standard and we try to go as as far as we can towards God's standard. And when we fail or when our kids fail, we get back up, we dust ourselves off, and we and we try again. Um, we, we get back on the road, we get back on the journey, and we keep marching toward the standard that, that God has for us. And like I said, when we fail, we pray for a redemption and a restoration of pure eyes, right? The, the title of our message was End Times Eyes. If you are someone who has had end times eyes because you're living in the end times and you just had your eyes open, no, leave, no evil intent, no perverted heart. You just happen to live in the end times and, you, and you've had your eyes open. What do you do? Take a long blink, call it a prayer, ask for forgiveness, ask for cleansing, ask for restoration, ask for a second chance, ask God to purify your mind and your heart and just start again on the journey towards God's standard. Well, let's end today um, talking specifically to individuals who are about to address the mess of pornography. Um, it is a, it is a cause like you mentioned worth fighting for. Um, there may be someone listening right now to this podcast that may discover that their spouse, their child, a friend, a loved one is struggling with pornography. How can they appropriately respond in a way that will will help bring healing? So that is that's a great question, and almost everyone who's listening to this podcast will will have been impacted or is getting ready to be impacted by. I didn't realize my husband did that, or we have we've had this problem in our marriage, and now it has resurfaced. Or to tell me my son wouldn't do that, and now he is. So, you know what? What do we do? Here's what I would say: Stop. Just stop. Take a deep breath. Pray that God will give you patience. Pray that God will give you grace. If you're a woman who has a man in your life who struggled with pornography, go read the book, Every Man's Battle. You said, but I'm not a man. But if you love a man and you want to understand them before you even have a conversation, go read the book. It'll shape your conversation because it will help you understand how God created men to see women with their eyes. The first, you know, God brought Eve to Adam and his first glimpse of her was was as a naked woman in the Garden of Eden. God created men to see and feel with their eyes. And in the culture that we live in, it makes it really, really hard to stay focused on what God's standard is. It doesn't make it right when we stray. But if you're if you're a woman and you're struggling with your husband or your ex-husband or your your son or may, or maybe your father, go read the book Every Man's Battle before you have a conversation. Read the book. Seek to understand them and then have great grace and forgiveness and ask God to heal your heart from the broken trust that might have applied. And if you're a man and it's your wife or it's your daughter or if it's your or if it's your mother or an ex-wife, go read the book Every Woman's Battle and maybe begin to see and try to understand what hurts 
what needs, what distance was in their life that caused them to turn to this. Um, seek to understand their their hurt. You know, pornography is is ultimately um, a desire to meet a need beyond your eyes. It's something inside you that's that's broken that you're that you're trying to medicate. And if you can understand how men work and if you can understand how women work and and why for the most part each uses pornography and you do your homework do your research it's just going to change your heart as you have conversations it might not change your hurt but it will change your heart as you try to have some conversations and work forward to address this mess again peter doesn't call it a mess he calls it a curse Um, so as we address this curse of pornography in our world today starting with you and then anyone else that you lead or or have influence over, specifically parents and grandparents who have influence over kids who are not yet eight years old, you have the best chance to address this mess before it starts. You can avoid the crisis, but you got to be proactive. You got to understand the dangers, and and you got to know you, you got to know how to do it so we can point people towards God's standard. Well, Pastor Christian, I want to thank you for tackling this this hard topic and for having the courage to share your story. I believe that many people will begin to find the courage in themselves to tackle this specific mess in their lives because of your transparency. So thank you, Pastor Christian. And we want to thank you for listening to the podcast today. Perhaps some of you are listening right now and you are dealing with the mess of pornography in your life and you know it is holding you back from stepping fully into God's purpose. We'd like to help. Um, would you have the courage to email us at activate at take the journey dot cc and we can begin to complete we can begin to have a a completely confidential conversation to start getting you the help that you need you do not have to address this mess alone thanks for tuning in from wherever you're at and we look forward to catching you next time on the activate podcast where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.